where are you at? And I'm not telling you, you know, go out and have that kid and don't think about it. I'm asking you what's your story. And if you can pinpoint what your purpose is and what your story, I think that'll lead you closer to your decision. Hi, I'm Brooke Raybould. I'm a high achieving mama with a Georgetown MBA who said no to the corporate world and yes to herself. Trained by two of the top business schools in the country, I fell in love with entrepreneurship and embarked on the biggest startup of my life, my family. Drowning in diapers and laundry, I bootstrapped my way to building a six-figure online business where I was paid to be myself. And now, I'm on a mission to help women ditch the mom memes and build the life they were created for. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom looking to optimize your routines and carve out a little something for yourself, or the savvy woman wanting to do it all, I will break down the systems and strategies that help busy moms get big results. Step on into my stay-at-home office and welcome to the At Home Startup Podcast. I can't believe, well, I can't believe that I am sharing this news today. Ryan and I are currently expecting our fifth baby. My eyes got a little bit watery as I announced that. I'm not sure if it's the hormones or the anticipation, excitement, all the things when you find out that news. And I think a lot of people probably assumed that this was coming. I probably could have told you that this was coming. I had done that episode, How Do You Know Whether or Not You Should Have More Kids? This is something that I had been racking my brain with for the last several weeks, maybe months, that you know, anywhere I would look, I would ask for a sign. Anyone I would talk to, I would hope that maybe they would point me in the right direction. Anything I read, I thought, and I would apply it to whether or not that meant I should have another kid. I got into the cycle of why am I making this decision? Like, you know, I'm always asking those questions like, what is the point of life? Like, what is my role here? What am I meant to do? What am I meant to be? These are questions I think that we ask ourselves, you know, in the grand scheme of life, like what matters? And these are the questions that I was asking myself while also being realistic, right? Because sometimes we have these glamorizing ideas of what, you know, happens when we get married and we have a family and we all know the reality that it's work. It takes work to, you know, raise children to be good human beings and it takes time. It takes laundry. It takes chores. It takes extracurricular activities, you know, all the things. And if you know me at this point, you know how much effort I put into making my environment support the things that I think are important. And to ask myself those harder questions, you know, the philosophy behind it, like, why are we doing the things that we're doing? And I started asking myself these questions more and more as I was exploring the concept of whether or not we should we should have another baby. So anyway, that's my long-winded introduction to announcing our fifth baby. We did it. We decided. And I wanted to go through that decision process because I know so many of you are in the same position. And I kind of did that on the former episode of how to know whether or not to have more kids. But now that I'm in it, I want to tell you how I feel. I want to tell you my story, which is a little bit crazy. And 
I want to take you along this journey with me because I know that I love hearing people's stories. I think there's a reason we hear and relate to stories, but I also want you to realize that you're different than I am. I have my own genetic makeup. I am made with my own unique image and my own purpose on this planet to make my own mark, which might be totally and completely different from yours. So please hold on to that and remember that I am me and you are you. Your story is your own and my story is my own. And I think the more that we honor that and one another, the better off this world will be. So let's dive in. I'm very early stages right now. So I am not told anyone at this point besides my husband and maybe, you know, just by happenstance, like one or two people that it happened to just blurt out. And I was like, I don't even know why I told the stranger on the block that I'm, you know, pregnant, but it just came out. Um, So let's go through it. How did we come to this decision? And I kind of just went through that. You know, I was feeling a little bit unsettled with the decision. I didn't know where the motive was coming from to have another child. Was it my personality? I am an achieving personality. And so having a fifth kid, uh, it was like, is that a good part of my personality or is this a, a too much to handle part of my personality? And I was exploring that. It was like, what was my reasoning? I was exploring how was I doing with the kids that I have now? That was a very important question for me to answer. And I think the conclusion that I'll get to in the end of this episode is that I needed to escape my expectation and vision of perfectionism as a mother to four children. And that is kind of the roundabout conclusion that I came to. And when you're asking yourself whether or not you want to have more kids, what comes to light, or at least what did for me, was the imperfections of what was going on at the moment, rather than me giving grace for myself in moments of hardship or lack or mom guilt. What happened when I was starting to ask myself the question of if we should have a fifth child is that I started to use those moments as evidence that we should not. And what I found to be true now that I'm pregnant is that I am a dang good mom. And using those moments as ammunition against a decision was a faulty response, a fear-based response that was not a proper gauge of what should be used as a decision-making tool. Yes, we should continue to challenge ourselves in a positive way and asking ourselves, what are we doing with the kids that we have now and set up systems in place to support the goals that we have for our family? You know that I'm huge on this. So let me give you an example. One of the things that I started considering majorly was getting that golden time, that one-on-one time, you know, that Tia Slidem had mentioned, the parenting coach. If I was going to welcome a fifth child, I really wanted to make a point of getting one-on-one time with my kids and more of that. But what I realized in the process is putting too much pressure on yourself to do it perfect every single time or to have these outcomes be a certain way 
sometimes put an unfair amount of pressure on me personally. And what I'm walking into now, as we are now no turning back, having a fifth, is that sometimes things are going to look different depending on who you are and the environment that you're living in. What might work for you know a two-child, one-child family? It might look different for a five-child family. And so not everything is a one-size-fits-all application. And I think the conclusion I came to is that Ryan reminded me of this, like, it's okay that our family experience is different than his family experience growing up. It's okay if our family raising experience is different than what I grew up with. And we have high expectations for what it's going to be. And I think I needed to let go of what maybe everybody else was thinking for our family and saying, like, This is our unique story, and we're going to do it our way and to have room for this. But as I was going through the question, as maybe you are too, like, should I have that next child? Again, putting that pressure on myself and using it as evidence that I should not, I don't think was a proper gauge of what it is that ended up being the right decision, which is absolutely what is happening now. I believe in that fullheartedly. So going back to me looking at signs everywhere, I'm going to tell you, like I looked biblically, what do they say about having more kids? And a message I came back to is children are a blessing, never a burden. Like that's just a biblical truth. I was looking at big family Instagram accounts. Like, does this resonate with me? Can I live this existence? And I kept having a bit of a yearning for that existence and relating to the women in those positions, thinking that I can relate to this. I can see this for myself. Again, I was starting to create an environment in my house, basically anticipating that we were going to make this decision and then putting pressure on myself to perform in a way that expected that a fifth child was going to be coming soon. This was before I even knew I was we were going to make this decision. But still, I had a yearning and I had to tap into that. It was like something I couldn't deny. And I started thinking of, again, what our environment would look like in a positive way, too. And I mentioned this ultimately to Ryan, you know, if we're going to have a fifth child, like these are some of the things that we're going to have to understand. You know, the boys cannot do 50 extracurricular sports, that'll just drive me down. And what we drilled down to is that we are a team. We are a, Brene Brown mentioned this the other day, there are parent-focused families, there are kid-focused families, and there are family-focused families. As we were stepping into this decision, that became so clear that we are a family-based family and we are a team. And if, you know, mommy wants to work on her social media page, she's going to consider her kids. If her kids want to, one of the boys want to do hockey five days a week, they have to consider that they have a brother and that there's only two of Ryan and I. We see this as a positive. We see this as the way that the world works, that you're not entitled to kind of live this life 
just as you please that we're a family. We have to consider each other. And I think this was a great skill that we decided that having five children could naturally teach our kids. I started to consider the option of homeschool because I wanted that one-on-one time with my older kids that school was stealing away from them. And I went on a journey to start studying you know, what that meant. Um, We considered in the future a new home, a different layout for our family. I need a little bit more space in the mudroom. Definitely not necessary, but things like that, like my mind was just racing. So as I was mulling over this, I was doing it somewhat privately. Once my yearning, my desire became so crystal clear, I knew I had to tell Ryan. So finally, I don't know what we are talking about, but I kind of just mentioned all of this to Ryan, the home, the homeschool, you know, and then the desire that, you know, I remember kind of crying because I I just, my personality, I don't like really talking about how I feel. And I didn't know how he felt. And I felt embarrassed being like, we have four beautiful children. Like, I was like, I think I want another baby. Like, is this wrong? You know? And I wanted to gauge how he felt. And I remember, I'll never forget the look that he gave me so adoringly, almost as if he looked at me like I married the right girl. And it gave me confidence in what I had just said to him, but I still didn't know how he felt. And he said, there's no better project than bringing a child into this world. And that gave me confidence, but I still was fighting it, right? Because I I am such a person who wants to make the right decision. And when you're considering bringing a life into this world, it's like the last thing I wanted to do is ruin such a good thing. It sounds so bad, right? We're so blessed. And it's like the last thing I wanted to do based on this desire But then there was this question of what if I don't tap into it? Of course, I'll feel full. Like Ryan said, he said it best. He's like, we already have everything. And so I think that's where the fear set in, where it's like, we already have everything. So I kind of still molded over going back and forth. And I was still, you know, having those moments, putting pressure on myself around the kids, being like, this is evidence that I shouldn't, or this is evidence that I should. And it was this back and forth ping-ponging that I was like, oh my gosh. Finally, I was at a state of peace. Um, We were out to dinner, Ryan and I, and about to go to 40th birthday. And it just felt so peaceful. And I was still a little bit on the fence, but we both agreed at that point that this is why we met. (laughs) This is why we got married. And this is the purpose behind why we're living. While the jobs are great and the money from the entrepreneurial profession is fun at times, I remember getting to the point thinking like, if I could choose between doing more on Instagram and guides and all of this, podcasting, whatever, and being a mom, just a mom, I would choose just a mom a hundred times over. And I think that's kind of what led me to, and I'm achiever personality. So I'm like, I love having, you know, a child in front of me to work with, to challenge me, to show me what I need to be better at. It has been the greatest challenge of a lifetime to be a mom. And so I think knowing that being like, if I had to give up, which I don't believe in, you know, giving up anything, but as a mom to five kids, as I was kind of going through this, let's blame my tears on the pregnancy hormones. 
knowing that that was my choice and knowing that I felt like I could, I just felt it was the right decision as did Ryan, that this was the point for us. We decided to go for it. If someone approached you and said, if you implement this system every morning, I will guarantee that you will have an amazing day. Would you do it? I'm sure in your head, you're probably thinking, well, it depends. But what if it was something that was doable? What if it was something that was manageable and it would ensure an entirely different outcome for the state of your life, a positive outcome, a controlled outcome, a relaxed outcome, an empowered outcome. So as many of you know, I struggled with postpartum depression after my second son was born. And to be honest, my life as a mom, as a person, felt like it was spiraling out of control. I ended up in the emergency room and I questioned whether or not I would get out or not. And at that moment, I promised myself that if I did, I would do things differently. And what came as a result of that promise to myself is a morning routine that I call control variables. Control variables is a five-step program that includes tasks that you need to complete in a condensed period of time. I have created an outline, a PDF download that goes through the entire system and how to implement it in your life that promises, if not guarantees, a better outcome for your day. James Clear, author of Atomic Habits says, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Your goal is your desired outcome. Your system is the collection of daily habits that will get you there. My control variables download is the system and the daily habits that have gotten me to the state in which I'm living today. And I'm so proud of the state of my life. So I encourage you to check it out. The download is $25. I have a $5 discount when you use the code CV discount. So check in the show notes tap the link and you will get the control variables PDF download straight to your email. So now this is where the story takes a bit of a turn. One week after that decision, I started feeling not right. I felt sick to my stomach, like nauseous. And I was like, we like just made this decision. I couldn't figure out what it was. I'm like, it can't be pregnancy symptoms. I'm like, it can't, but it could. And I couldn't believe it. And then this is where the turn comes in. Something was off mentally 100%. I am very in tune with my body. I am very in tune with my mental stability. Many of you know that I had postpartum depression after I had my second son, Vance. I did not have it any other time in my life. Um, I mean, had you know, you have sadness, but depression is a very different thing. Didn't have it with any babies one, three, and four. Had it with Vance. This feeling was very reminiscent of postpartum, and I started to get very scared. So my stomach was nauseous. I started to have what I felt was a, I assumed was like a little bit of prenatal depression, but I was like, how? It's only been a week. 
I have no idea what is happening. So I gave it a few days, which um, I'm a proponent of time, a plan with time. If you're going through something like this, always have plan, a plan, always have support. And so I told Ryan how I was feeling and I, I told him, I'm like, I have no idea how, but I, I think I'm pregnant. And the hormonal induced depression from what I can pinpoint now at this point, looking back made me feel so incredibly fearful. Um, If you've been through depression, which I hate to bring this topic up, maybe when people aren't prepared for it, um, it is very scary. And the weird thing is, is that I started to have waves of it. So I would be completely fine one minute. And then the next from like 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., 6 p.m., I was just in a mental state of depressiveness. And it was scaring me because I am normally a happy, bubbly person who's, you know, feels good. Of course, I have my worries, fears, and all the like. But when you feel that feeling and you had felt it before, you're like, oh my gosh. And when I didn't know exactly what was causing it, I started to get so scared. And so Ryan got home and I told him and I broke down in tears because the depressiveness was not, it was the curveball out of all of this that I didn't anticipate. And in that moment, I was like breaking mentally. And I remember hugging him, crying, being like, I don't know if I can handle this. And at that point, it was no turning back. Like, and in my mental state, I was like, what if this doesn't go away? I think if you go through postpartum depression, prenatal, any sort of, It's that fear that it won't go away that is scary because when you come out of it, you're like, oh my gosh, there I am. But when you're in it, all you see is like a black box in a room that you're like, I'm going down an elevator and I feel like I'm never going to get back up. It is my kind of version of hell on earth is when it's like entrapped in your mind. And so that's what I was going through to um, not even dramatize it. I'm just trying to explain how it felt. And so- what felt like a good decision, one that did have a bit of, you know, questioning going into it started to turn into a very scary thing. And and at that point, I hadn't gotten a positive pregnancy test, right? This was a week after. So it's like one week later. And so to keep me sane, I was like, I have to pull a positive pregnancy test. It's got to be the reason I needed an answer. I think when you go through something like that, you just want an answer. I even thought, you know, it could be a health scare. You know, what literally the thoughts that were going through my head. I'm like, do I have cancer? Do I, you know, I was checking everything. I'm like, is it the winter? Like, could it be a seasonal thing that's causing these mood shifts? I have, I had no idea. So again, they were rolling waves of hormonal induced mood swings that were pretty violent, I want to say. And then a little bit of nausea one week into this whole journey. Pregnancy test after pregnancy test came back negative. And I was just starting to kind of, you know, I was starting to feel a little bit better. Like it wasn't enough. A few days were at the point where Ryan and I were like, we should probably book with an OB, have everything organized that if I need something, because I was at that point where if this persisted, I needed to get some help and support. But the pregnancy tests still weren't pulling given I was testing early, but I was like, why are these symptoms pulling so early? So negative, negative, negative. And then a friend of mine was like, you need to get a blood test. 
she was like one of a confidant. I hadn't really mentioned it because it was still very private, but I had told her the thoughts I was going through. We had gone to coffee. And so I just shared it with her. I was telling her about my mood. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So she said, I got a blood test and I needed my result because with my daughter, it took 21 days for the test to pull. And so I was like, oh, huh. So sure enough, I go home, Google blood test. I go to like any test now or something. There's a facility by me and they do pregnancy tests for $49. I had already dropped so much money on pregnancy tests. So I was like, okay, let's go get a blood test. Might as well get to the bottom of this before I continue dropping money on all of these pregnancy tests that continue to come back negative. And apparently the blood test from what I understand can tell that you're pregnant. I want to say I could be getting this wrong, but I thought it was like six to 10 days after conception. So I'm like, okay, we've got to be in the clear. This will give me my answer. I went to the testing lab area, got my blood drawn. She took quite a bit of blood. I was pretty confident that the result was going to come back positive. I'm like, why else would I be feeling like this? It's got to be. I was like, when can I get the test result back? I think it was Valentine's Day that I went in. So I thought maybe I'd tell Ryan it's Valentine's Day. And she said 24 hours. That next day, I am waiting, 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 waiting in the morning. Sure enough, it comes in my inbox. My heart's racing. I am shaking. I'm like, it's got to be positive. Like I was just, I was waiting for the confirmation. Basically, I open the email and I'm scanning for the result. Bright blue. I see it negative. And it took me a a second to be like, all right, I had been planning to, you know, tell Ryan in a special way. And I don't think he even really knew that I was really doing the blood test or anything like that. So I texted him and I was like, I can't believe it. I'm like, it's all of this is negative. I'm like, I'm so shocked. I don't know what's going on with my body, with my mind. I feel a little bit crazy, to be honest. I'm like, I don't know. And, um, you know, of course he's like, it's okay. Like we'll get to the bottom of it. We can see whoever you need. And then over the next few days, I miraculously started feeling better (laughs) and I was so mind blown. And this is what I thought. I was like, did I create this fear-based response After this truth became a reality that literally made me sick and depressed, like those were the thoughts going through my mind. And it became this sense of relief as I started feeling better and a little bit of like, was that my answer? Could I not handle it? And was that my sign to be like, girl, appreciate what you have. You're good. And so I was still mind blown though. And I remember Googling, can you feel pregnancy symptoms and not be pregnant? And what came up was a phantom pregnancy. I don't know if you've heard of that before, where your body literally starts to create pregnancy symptoms. And it started playing tricks on my mind where I was like, did I literally create symptoms out of nowhere? You know, you start to like blame yourself and feel all kinds of bad. And, but to a certain level, I felt, I felt relief mostly because I was feeling better. A little bit of grief because there was an anticipation even though I was feeling bad, but mostly I'd say gratefulness because I was feeling better. My stomach was no longer hurting. I was still shocked. I was totally so confused and I couldn't believe it. Like I couldn't, I was like, I could swear. I could swear. Maybe not. I could be wrong. 
maybe I made it all up. Maybe this fear-based response triggered this emotional response in my body. And maybe that's my answer. So all these things, whatever it was, a couple of days went by, I started to let it go. We had an opportunity to go to the Outer Banks and go on a vacation. And during that time, I was so excited just after all of this, all of the months leading up to should we, should we not, this whole scare, my mood swings and hormonal drops and what I thought was morning sickness and negative tests and negative blood tests. I was like, I just want to get away. I want to get away. And by the grace of God, we got an opportunity actually to work with a homeowner, Airbnb owner in the Outer Banks in which I could market his house. It was the most stunning property on the beach. And I just, you know, we did a road trip with the boys and it was so perfect. It was a new adventure, a new location. And I just had so much fun. I remember being in the car feeling a little bit sick to my stomach, but I was like, I'm probably just car sick. That's what it is. So I let the thought go because I'm like the blood test said, the pregnancy test said, you're good. Move on. Enjoy what you have. And I did. This weekend, it was perfect. And I dropped the expectations of having to be the perfect mom to four kids. And I just focused on being with my kids. I focused on being the mom I needed to be to them, focusing on each individual child without putting pressure on myself to make sure I did it perfect. And if I didn't, then I didn't deserve to have another kid because at this point, I was just going to enjoy. And I told Ryan, I said, you know what? I think this is a sign just for us to enjoy. Maybe we can circle back around to this in a little bit, but I'm just so peaceful right now with where we're at. Like I remember feeling that being like, this trip is a reminder of what we have in front of us and the boys that we have and the joy I feel as a mom to the kids that we have and how much I love being with my family, how much I love this life as a mom and being with you know all of it. And then waking up to the ocean, it was just this refresh that my soul needed. I did a couple cold plunges in the ocean to shock my system. And we worked out on the beach and went to new restaurants and cooked at the house. And it truly was perfect a perfect reset. I think that we all needed. And I realized I love being with my kids. I love being with my family. Ryan and I agreed. We're like, we love family trips. It's just, it can be crazy, but we love it. We eat it up and we want, we want all of it. On the road trip home, my mind was good. I was not dwelling on this situation. I was just grateful. I did have some lingering thoughts with my stomach feeling a little bit strange. And at that point I was on day 29 of my cycle. And I kind of was like, huh? I was like, I think I'm a 28 day cycle. I could be a 30 day cycle. I wasn't sure. Um, we got home and I'm stubborn. And I was like, I got to rule this out one more time because if the results there right now in my face and I was feeling a little bit sick on that drive home could be normal, totally normal. It wasn't bad enough for me. Like it was that first week, but it was a tinge. And I was like, let's rule this out. Let's do this. So I had like one more test left, believe it or not. I went up. It was a first response, like fast result one. So I don't think it was one you could, it would pull early, if that makes sense. I went upstairs, I took it, and immediately two lines. And I just started. I knew it. I was like, I knew it. And I then it hit. All of it hit. And I was shaking. And Ryan was downstairs. We were unpacking the car. The kids were kind of just getting back to the house. You know, it feels that new house feel when you get back home from a trip and you feel disoriented in your own house. And I felt it and I I was nervous. I was like wanting to tell him in the special way that I had planned in my head. And in that moment, I was like, I have to blurt it out now. 
all I could think about was the news. And so I was shaking to get a bag to put the stick in because I want to do something special. But I was like, I don't want to show them the thing. I want the kids to see at the same time. And I was just racking my brain. So I got a, a gift bag and I put the stick in the bag with nothing in it. It was like a dinosaur old birthday bag for Vance from a friend. Put the thing in. I gave it to Rhett. Rhett I said, Rhett, come upstairs because I had to make up this story. My friend Katie, who's a doll and who is actually the friend who knew the information, she had delivered chicken to our house for dinner, the angel that she is. So in my head, I was like, I know that if I say that it's from her, that maybe they'll know. And so what I said was Katie delivered a gift to the boys. She wants us to film it while we open it. And Ryan knows that Katie's like the most generous person in the world. So I was like, yeah, Katie got us a gift in this dinosaur bag. Let's all stand around. And she wants us to film it and open it like like it was normal. <laughs> and everyone thought it was normal because it could have been normal. She's something she would do. And sure enough, Vance opens the bag and he's like, there's a pea stick in here because I had been taking the test and I was kind of explaining to them because then the boys were in on the decision. And, you know, I had told them, well, you know, this is how I guess we're a little bit of an open book family, but they knew essentially how you get the news of knowing that you're pregnant. And so he's like, it's a pea stick. And then Ryan, because I had told Ryan, no, like I'm not pregnant. So then he was just so shocked. And so that was a story. I know I've been talking for so long. I wanted to get it out. I wanted to share with you all my decision-making process. We are almost five weeks along and we're saying our prayers that everything goes okay at the eight-week appointment. And if we're not at the 12-week appointment, that it goes okay. And I just wanted to share it with you because I know you all have been on this journey with me. Maybe you've been asking yourself the same question and you needed a bit of encouragement or you needed a bit of confirmation that you are where you're at and that's good enough. That's great enough. Or you have this desire and it's a desire that you might want to explore a little bit more. What I did want to encourage you is to think about the point of your life and ask yourself, like, what was I made to do? I ask myself this often, like, what is my purpose here? And I always come back to being a mom, to being a wife, to having a family, to having a crew. And it's just, to me, what life is about. Um, whether your crew is you and your spouse or you and your little one or your group of 10 kids, whatever that looks like for you, like ask yourself, like, what is the point of it all? And I think when Ryan and I got confirmation, like, this is the point. This is our story. You know, what is your story? Where are you at? And I'm not telling you, you know, go out and have that kid and don't think about it. I'm asking you, what's your story? And if, you can pinpoint what your purpose is and what your story. I think that'll lead you closer to your decision. When Ryan and I came to a resounding have kids and go for that fifth kid and like, this is our story, we knew that it was what we wanted to do. And, you know, Ryan said, he's like, you know, the pros have to obviously outweigh the cons. And when he put it this way, he's like, having a kid is always that for us. Obviously, we'll get to a point where it's like, this is good. You know, this is good. But when it comes to bringing a life into the world, there is just no comparison, he said. And I agreed. It hit me. So I wrote this too. I said, I wanted it to be perfect with my four kids before I made the decision. Newsflash, it's never going to be perfect. The more you aim to swing for perfection, the further you're going to fall from it. 
So my motto right now is embrace my story, embrace the chaos. The chaos is where the good stuff is in the words of Joanna Gain. So surprise, I am pregnant and I am so excited for you all to share and join us on this journey. As always, remember, sometimes you just have to switch out the playbook. I don't know why I'm crying this whole episode. (laughs) Until next time on the At Home Startup 